Hi, everybody. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Anne, we're going to talk about a film called The Legend of Tarzan. What a surprise, huh? Uh-huh, yeah. I'm the kind of guy who saw all the Tarzan movies when I was a child. As in, me, Tarzan, you, Jay. Absolutely. Johnny Weissmuller, who uh-huh. was not the greatest actor in the world, no. but it didn't matter. He was a wonderful Tarzan, and I believed... Even after all these years and seeing a dozen guys playing Tarzan, he was the best because those films were always fun. Yes, they were. What happened here? (laughs) The Legend of Tarzan from 2016 is less fun than a root canal. Without Novocaine. Yes. I agree. It was directed by David Yates. We know him from Harry Potter. That's right. No magic in this movie. Absolutely. And it stars Alexander Skarsgård mm-hmm. as Tarzan slash John Clayton slash Lord Greystoke. Right. Samuel L. Jackson as George Washington Williams. And how he got in this film, I don't know. Well, I think they brought him in to give the movie some levity, but unfortunately the levity didn't quite levitate. Exactly. <laughs> and the exquisite Margot Robbie as Jane. Boy, is she beautiful. And, of course, we have to have a villain. And what do you think we came up with? Christoph Waltz? Oh, what a concept. Yes. A double <laughs> Oscar winner and a great actor. But we're going to say more about that later. I think we ought to talk about, first of all, the plot of this film. Yeah, you go ahead and explain it to me because I nodded off, I think. Well, this takes place long, long after they discovered Tarzan and he lived in the trees and they brought him back to England and they gave him his rightful title of Lord Greystoke. Correct. And of course, he married Jane. And then he is approached by a representative of the King of Belgium Mm -hmm. to go back to Africa to help the king find diamonds. Oh, that's right. But nobody ever told him that they're going to send an army over there too to kill all the African natives who are protecting these diamonds. He doesn't know that, of course, or he wouldn't have gone because he's such a wonderful human being. So they all go back to Africa where they run into Leon Rahm, who is played by Christoph Waltz. Right. And from then on, the movie just jumps right off track. This was such a waste of effort and time. As you pointed out, the original Tarzan was a fun movie. But it was also a very simple love story. Yes, exactly. Here they've gone the serious route, and they've tried to make this movie some kind of political statement, if you will, or they're trying to infuse it with some kinds of issues and so on. This is not the Tarzan that we all knew and loved. This is a boring, boring film. By the way, we have to say here, at no time in this film Mm -hmm. do you see Alexander Skarsgård in a loincloth He wears long pants for the entire movie. Now, that ain't no Tarzan where I come from. (laughs) And it was a great disappointment, I might add, to the females who were watching this movie. Listen, there's no charisma in Alexander Skarsgård's approach to his character, Tarzan. You know, in the original, Tarzan had this innate ability to communicate with animals because he was raised by the apes. So he knew how to intuit what they were thinking and so on. Well, that's not even part of this movie. The apes are dull. I mean, how can you make a movie with a boring gorilla? Somehow they were able to do that. There is a scene, and I couldn't quite figure out why, 
where Tarzan has a hand-to-hand fistfight with a silverback male gorilla. Right, and he loses that. Of course he loses. He would have lost it in real life in about five seconds. A gorilla would have torn him up in three pieces and thrown him away. And I'm looking at these two creatures leaping into midair and smashing into each other in midair, and I thought, what's going on here? Is this Batman? Well, also, I might add, to just illustrate further what you're talking about, Les, the CGI effects and so on in this movie are pretty amateurish. Definitely. And I might even add to that the Tarzan yell that he's so identified with, and we all grew up with Carol Burnett doing the Tarzan yell on The Carol Burnett Show. This guy does it off camera. And he's about as exciting as a kitten. I mean, it was not even a roar. No, it was a very different Tarzan yell. It was like a little meow or something. Yes, exactly. And everybody said, what was that? Well, listen, Margot Robbie as Jane brings some sizzle to the screen. She's about the only character in this movie that really had that kind of presence that a movie like this requires. No pun intended. She's very game at this. So she puts everything that she possibly can into defining her character, Jane. She's willful. She's strong. She gets captured. But she's no damsel in distress. I mean, she gives it her all. She's out there trying as hard as she can to make the movie watchable. So from that point of view, the movie isn't a total waste. But for me, this was just about as dull a picture about a very exciting character. Yes. I couldn't understand how they could have gone so wrong with what they had. Right. You think back on some of the really old Tarzan movies after Weissmuller retired. And what did he do, about 18 Tarzan movies? I guess, sure. And he was replaced by a lot of different people, including Jock Mahoney in one of them. And Ron Eli, I think. Yes. They were not great movies, but they were fun. You knew what you were going to see. Well, this isn't Shakespeare. This isn't even Harry Potter. This is supposed to be a very basic story. Man raised by monkeys and apes. <laughs> right. Marries, goes into Greystoke, has the beautiful life of a titled Englishman, and then goes back to do something wonderful to help the natives and save the apes or whatever his cause is. Well, they just messed it up completely. They did. This was a really, really disappointing picture. It was. I think the script was terrible. And I have to say a few more things about Christoph Waltz. He is a brilliant actor. I couldn't agree with you more. But when we started watching him in The Inglorious Bastards, for which he won an Oscar, and then he got another one for Django Unchained. Same character, basically. Yes. And this is kind of a repeat. Exactly. He is playing the same bad guy. And I hope that he goes to see this film and says, I'm not going to do this again. He is turning into a 21st century Vincent Price, a charming villain who doesn't scare anybody. It's very predictable. Listen, this movie was so dull, my popcorn was yawning. (laughs) So give me a break. I mean, this Tarzan gets nothing more than a red light. And I might say, vines, schmines, this is no swinging flick. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I don't have to go into any more than saying I agree with you. It is a red light film. I was so disappointed. And to sit through two hours of it was really disappointing. Yeah. So, two red lights for The Legend of Tarzan. See around the jungle, Tarzan. You betcha. (laughs) Well, we are finished with this one. We're going to be back very soon with another film. We hope you will join us. Until then, I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you can find... A good strong vine 
to swing on the next time you go to the movies. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. And Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.